from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello and welcome race fans to the yeah. Hammer Down Racing Report. I'm your host, Scott Hammer, along with that guy, Ron I'm, Miller. I, I'm, yeah, I'm Ron Miller. And uh, tonight, have been for a long have, time, man. You've been you've been Ron Miller longer than I've been Scott Hammer. You know, pro- probably about twice as long, but that's okay. So we got a little mood lighting, although it doesn't really look like you can tell on the the video. Really, and if you're listening on iHeartRadio, it doesn't matter anyways because you can't tell there either. There's no. But video. they need to know that we both look yes. really good tonight. We do. We got the mood lighting going on. It's quiet. It's our the day after Halloween show. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, Ryan Markham tonight. We are, and I'm I'm pretty excited about that. You know, Ryan's Ryan is a good racer, um, has won a lot of track championships, a lot of feature events, but he he doesn't do it by throwing mega bucks at it. So I'm excited to talk to him. See, I don't know that much about him either, so I'm I'm excited to too. And he's got uh, two track championships this year alone, right? Uh, Wayne County Speedway and uh, Attica. Uh, Attica, yeah. So that's probably why we didn't see him much at uh, Oakshade. Actually, too at busy all. chasing points. Yeah. yeah. So looking forward to that. Got some news on a track uh, up in Canada. A little bit of a, a scoop on that. Yeah. I don't know if it's really that much of a scoop, but we'll talk about that. Could be. Um, somebody's yeah. looking for a flag uh, man. A racetrack just recently sold in uh, Ohio, a little further down. Uh, not not the one that's. In Finley, if that's what you're thinking, I wasn't no, implying no, no. that. I uh, so we'll talk about that. We, we as did well. talk about that before we went on the air, though. We did talk about Millstream Speedway, and I do. And the if, update is it's raining. Yep, that was the update I it's, got. It's raining at Millstream. That, that that's was it. it. That, that's that's it, I, buddy. I thought you were going <laughs> to share some more. Then no, okay. no, no. That's that's all there is. Coming to you uh, live from the uh, Ron Miller Race Car Studio, and unless you're listening on uh, iHeartRadio, then uh, we're not live. But, but we're still uh, coming from, from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Yeah, but it's easier to listen on iHeartRadio because you don't have to use your, well, you can use your phone, but you can do other things. It's harder to be watching something on, on your phone and trying to do other things, too. It is. Uh, give Ron Miller Race Cars a call, 734-856-7223. Next month is Christmas, and he's got gift cards and all kinds of we do. pretty much anything else uh, the racer in your family uh, may need, be it a brother, a uh, boyfriend, a girlfriend, uh, sister, brother. Did I say brother? Father. Well, even if you all those. even if you like racing swag, we have that available too. Really? So, yeah. Like what? Well, you know, All Star, Lane Automotive, our suppliers. Um, we can help. Okay. You know, something else. And if you don't know what to get that uh, racer in your family, Ron uh, gives free advice there, too. That's right. That's right. You know, before, uh, and again, before we went on the air today, uh, we talked about something and talk about free advice. Um, racers, if you haven't drained the water out of your car, now is an ideal time to do it. It's not frozen. It, it, hasn't, it hasn't cracked the block yet. So it's getting get, close, though. It is, really. Get out there, drain that block. There's two on, on a regular small block Chevy. There's two little pipe plugs at the bottom of the uh, block, right near the middle of the oil pan. Uh, take those out, and that'll drain the water out of your block. Save you hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. Learn something new all the time. We try. Uh, Let's put in an application for that <laughs> flagman application. Well, before for, we get to that, uh, really? let's give out your phone number here for Ron Miller Racer. 734-856-7223. That's 734-856-RACE. R-A-C-E. And his cell phone number's on there if you get his answer machine. So you can get a hold yeah. of Mr. Miller, even during the off season. That's right. Are you ready for the uh, hangover race? Or when do you start getting ready for that? Well, really, that car is pretty much ready. That's uh, we've, we've got a car that we dedicate to outlaw races. Uh, it's not that we take our regular late model and switch it over. So uh, that car is sitting snug in the garage at home and, uh, yeah, probably 20 minutes, half an hour's worth of work. It's ready to go. Does it have antifreeze? Yes, it does. Probably a good call. Leftover from last or last New Year's. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, before uh, we get to that flagman thing, uh, let's. Uh, okay. We do have uh, one uh, area racing roundup result from this uh, past week. Not much racing going on this past weekend. Montpelier um, Speedway had the Monster Mash. It didn't get rained out like it did last year. Like and six I was times. surprising because it rained everywhere. I but think they were just on the outside yeah, of that rain. It, band, it didn't so. happen there. Yeah. 
tonight probably not so much. But uh, uh, Brian Ruhlman, notable uh, winner there at the Mods. Daniel Sanchez won the Super Streets. Uh, Mike Vandermark Jr. was the Thundercars winner. Chris Hillman run the ran, or, uh, won the front-wheel drive. And Devin Helmig, uh, I guess they had the uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park Tough Trucks there. I didn't realize that. One, one of our... One of our regular local racers went to that race. There was a few and, of and 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 told me something there. that kind of surprised me, um, that that event is kind of skewed towards their local racers, and their their guys started I think the top ten positions. Really, I ran that race. If, once. if you win a heat race, you you start behind those folks, behind I, their locals. I so know that. That, that's why Brian uh, came from pretty deep in the field to Is win that, that race. Is that for all classes or just he, the that, mods? No, that's that. No, I, I, I ran it like four years ago, and I don't recall that. Although I didn't do well. <laughs> did you? Did you? Make, I came up one position short in the B main from transferring, but okay. I don't remember the lineups being. Of course, maybe I wasn't paying attention since I didn't make the A. Well, and you don't know that many racers from over there, so. Maybe it didn't yeah. register. And it was a long time ago. Yeah. It was back in the beginning of my career. When I was like, yeah, let's go race everywhere. Yeah. Speaking of. The beginning of my career four years ago. My, my crazy son is planning on heading down Your to. crazy son. Yeah, my, yeah, he takes after you, right? Yeah, that's it. He's planning on heading down to Atomic this weekend. Yeah. Uh, they're, they've got a race that has rained out, and they keep trying. It was pushed back from last week. Correct. Correct. The uh, trick or treat thirties, I or thirty, yeah. I believe. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. I got it in my notes. Here. Oh, it's there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think it's been canceled uh, yet. I, did, I, I didn't plan on being a spoiler. Oh no, it's all right. I thought I was going to surprise you. I with was that. going to actually be going to a race of a different sort uh, this weekend on Saturday. My son made the uh, state cross country championship deal. Congratulations on that, by the Second way. That's, that's a, a big deal. But they canceled it. It's actually at a racetrack too, the National Trail Raceway, a drag strip down right. in Hebron, Ohio. Yep. And this afternoon they canceled or postponed it. They didn't cancel it. They postponed it to uh, the following Saturday because I guess there's flooding going on down there. So that's not too far from uh, Chillicothe area, you know, with the rain. I'm pretty sure they got the same rain. So Well, and I guess Moeller. But it'll be done by tomorrow. Moeller has a race on the 10th. So the same day um, down southern Ohio, they've got a late model race. So we're... Didn't we have the same thing last year where racing kind of just kept going into uh, Until uh, the November? hangover race, Until and then it's time to go again. And then the hangover race, then they did the uh, the February race at some dusty yeah. speedway. So it was pretty much racing every single month now. Yeah. What, what? I'm just I was, I'm looking at uh, Atomic Speedway here to see if they have uh, any updates yet. Nothing on their website. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, they still. I'm, I'm sure my crazy son is is watching their their Facebook page because that's where they. Six put- hours ago, they posted uh, racing is on for this weekend. If the weather does as predicted, we are planning to race as scheduled on Saturday. Our contingency plan is to race Sunday if anything happens beyond our control. We will be racing this weekend either way. Wow! And uh, they got a little uh, thing of the forecast down there. Saturday's supposed to be 54. And looks like mostly uh, sunny. Sunday, even better, 61. Ooh, baby. So, looks like that's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Should we uh, talk about the uh, flag thing before we get to the Yeah, let's here? do that. Okay, apparently, and this was posted yesterday at uh, 5 o'clock, Oakshade Raceway is looking for a uh, experienced uh, flagman. I have experience. You do. I have about four races or so. I think maybe you need to uh, put an application in for that. I feel like they're going to get mad. One of your your predecessors in the announcers booth uh, did some flagging once too. Our good friend Larry Jewett um, was flagging at a race at Bryan, and uh, I was standing guard at the base of the flag stand to keep people from killing him. It was it was pretty nuts. I've never seen people want to kill the flag man. You never saw Larry flag. Was it that bad? No, I didn't think so. How could it be that bad? I mean, unless he's, like, doing something. What would he have done? I I think it was just one of those nights where they were looking for some. racers that were angry or just fans? I I think, if I remember right, that evening they were looking for someone in authority, and they figured figured that the, the flagman was 
the person in authority. Sometimes he's just a figurehead. If you are uh, interested in uh, that position, uh, feel free to call the track at 419-337-6850. I'm interested in that position, so I'm going to call the track. There's probably nobody there. Well, this is disappointing. Yeah, I, I really, really wanted this job. Yeah. Raceway. At least I dialed the right number. 2018 season has come to an end. Oh, that's so disappointing. Our next event is our awards banquet Saturday, December the 1st at the Fulton County Fairgrounds in the Junior Fair Building. Okay. She, she, she's not going to talk about that. I don't, remember, I don't remember if we ever talked about it, but uh, Terry Hendricks, who is affectionately called Waterboy now, uh, spends his time driving around the racetrack in, in the water with the water truck, um, he used to be the flagman out there. And uh, it was pretty interesting. One night he threw the caution, literally. It landed on the racetrack. He had to throw the red flag to go to retrieve the caution. I've seen, uh, I've seen flags dropped on the track. Dan dropped the checkered flag, I think, a, a couple times. Well, that'd be okay. Because that's the end of the race. Well, yeah. except for nobody would know the race is over. I'm sure they would. The <laughs> caution throw the yellow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, But, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty humorous. Okay. Have you ever flagged? No, sir. It's uh, it's different. It's uh, it's it's different. I prefer being in the car than on the flag stand. You know, it's it's one of those things that of course, I, and I wasn't prepared for. It. They just I was wearing shorts and a t shirt and like, uh, flag band's gonna be late. Uh, you want to go down and uh, flag? I was like, okay. I don't have goggles. I don't. Have, I'm getting pelted with all kinds of crap. You know, that's why we tell people to stay back away from the fence, so that the flag man's the only guy getting pelted by rocks. And, well, there's it. not really rocks, but it's little chunks of mud. But being flung by late model tires. Coming at you at 120 miles an hour. Yeah, you feel that. Yeah. You do. Well, and, and there are stones and little rocks in the track, so, yeah. You, you, you I'm glad they're it. little. If they were big, that would really suck. Yeah, that's the track up north. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Oakshade looking for a flagman for the uh, 2019 season. Uh, check out their uh, Facebook page for that number again. Uh, another thing uh, we wanted to touch on real quick here before we get to uh, Ryan Markham was uh, Speedway down in uh, Jackson County. It's old. It was for sale for, and I remember seeing that. How much was? did you say it was for? It was $150,000 was Which the asking Which seems like price. a deal. It really does. Or is there something wrong with that place? No, I've I never, don't know. I've never been there. Jackson uh, County Speedway, by the way, is I, what we're talking I, about. I, I looked at it on the map, and you head south on 75, um, and where, where you would normally turn right to go to Florence Speedway, um, Ohio kind of dips down there, and you would turn left to go to Jackson County. So it's about the... Extreme southern tip of Ohio. So it's a, it's a little ways down there. Yeah, but it was uh, that $150,000, according to their uh, post that they had up, uh, so it was 150 for the racetrack, a grader, and a water truck. Which that seems like too good of a deal to me. It does. Jackson County Speedway. It's right there. You can't get much farther south in Ohio. It's, uh, there's Chillicothe, so it must not be too far from, uh, Atomic, but yeah, it's, uh, it is down there a ways. It's kind of, uh, due east of Cincinnati, but, uh, past Columbus east. Oh, way, <laughs> way past, yeah. <laughs> down towards West Virginia, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, new owners there, nothing uh, else has been announced about that other than, uh, the new owners were announced on Tuesday, that would have been. Anthony and Jennifer Cantor. They have an agreement. That, I guess they're not the new owners yet, but uh, they have uh, come to an agreement to purchase the facility from Brad McCown. Maybe somebody can update us on, on our Facebook page there. Brad McCown, that name sounds very familiar. Maybe, maybe somebody has some information about who he is and why it sounds familiar. Mike, uh, Michael Stambaugh. Says uh, the flagman at Mansfield got knocked out by a rock at the Dirt Million. 
I believe that. I've I seen think, that's think, happened I, at Oakshade I once. Think, I think I heard that. I don't yeah. think it was a rock, but I remember Brian when uh, Brian was announcing got knocked down and had to run down there and see if he was okay. Make sure he didn't fall on the track. He was all right, by the way. So we can laugh about that. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that there's uh, Jackson County Speedway, Friday Night Excitement, jacksoncospeedway.net. And uh, before we get to uh, any of the other news, we'll, we'll keep that on the back burner. Okay. About the Canadian track. Okay. Uh, which I still haven't told you about yet. No, I? you're kind of baiting our listeners. I am. It's a tease. It's called a tease. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, also, we'll talk about the finish at uh, Martinsville uh, Speedway. I like that. Did you like that? I did. Okay. I didn't see the race. I, I've just seen replays of the end and the comments made afterwards, which uh, are pretty uh, entertaining, to say yeah. the least. Let's uh, call Ryan. Let's uh, get Ryan on the phone here. Hopefully I get the right number. Oh, wait. You know what? I don't think I... <laughs> I never did hang up from Oakshade. <laughs> I think we just left a really long message on there. <laughs> Answer me. Sheet. They got tired of listening to it, and the machine turned us off. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Oakshade, you may want to go clear your answering machine if we did take up all the time i don't know how that works anymore let's give uh, ryan a call wasn't intentional i thought turning down the thing would hang it up but the little red light there didn't go out oh no and thanks to dave kemmer for uh setting this up he i know he, he did a lot of work this week just just to be able to set this up with uh with ryan hopefully yeah, hopefully Hey, is this Ryan? Yep. Hey, Ryan, it's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller from the Hammerdown Racing Report. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Oh, good. Sounds like uh, you had a pretty good uh, 2018 racing season. Yeah, we uh, we definitely were uh, real consistent in what we were doing this year. and uh, We didn't have as many wins as I normally have or like to have, but I guess when you put together a couple championships, I guess that's... A good year. Consistency is is all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan, I've I've watched you race and raced with you uh, for a lot of years. Um, one thing that's impressed me is that um, you're a really down to earth kind of guy. You, you don't fix a problem by throwing money at it. Um, you seem to do an awful lot with uh, fairly basic equipment. Uh, yeah, we. Uh... Well, the car I run this year was a used car that I bought off of somebody else, and and uh, you know my engine programs it's it's good, but it's it's not up there with uh, all the wide bore stuff that a lot of these newer guys are out there running. But yeah, you, like I say, you, you know sometimes you just got to do the best you can with what you got, and and that's what we've always done. Well, as somebody from somebody that builds all their own stuff, I, I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, yeah, I know where you're coming from, there, Ron. Uh, t- tell us a, a little bit about yourself uh, for some of our listeners that uh, may not know you. How'd you get your start in racing? How long you've been racing? Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, well, I was a, a senior in high school and decided that that's what I wanted to do. So I uh, uh, just got into a, an old 1987 Barrier Fate race car, I think it was, in, in 1991, and and uh, ended up. Uh, getting started and then i had some some good help from keith burner over the years and bought a couple used race cars off of him and just kind of he was always a top runner and just kind of listened to what he had to say and he kind of definitely helped me get places there for the first part of my career and even now to this day even so what tracks uh what tracks did you uh, get started on uh we were on lakeville speedway uh we were two-time track champ at mansfield uh, when it was dirt before it went asphalt, and then we run Wayne County Speedway. So you've been running uh, dirt uh, your entire career, then? Yeah, I started on dirt, and that's all I've ever all, all I've ever run. Any? Would, would you race on asphalt? Uh, I I'm really not sure. Uh, <laughs> I've watched I've, I've watched some asphalt racing, and, and it just you can't. You can't do things on on asphalt that you can do on dirt. You know, you, you just can't get out there and muscle the car and just go around somebody. You just got to basically follow and wait for somebody to make a mistake. And you know, uh, so I, I'm really not sure that I would. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't do it on my own. I tell you that. So it'd be on someone else's dime. 
Yeah, and I guess if, if it come down to that's the only way I could race, maybe I, you know, but I, I just, like I say, I just love dirt and you can't, you just can't uh, do things that you can do on dirt, you know, so. Well, and the two tracks uh, where you won track championships this year are, are really well-run facilities, you know, so uh, it's it's just nice being there. Yeah, and that's like, uh, you, you know, we've, you know, we've been to a lot of racetracks over the years. And uh, nobody can really appreciate the kind of stuff that Wayne County and, and Attica, especially Attica, can put out there. Uh, I mean, they just have top-notch facilities, and, you know, it's the same every night, and it's just well-run, no no intermissions. You know, you're not there all night, and it's just quite amazing, uh, you know, what all, like I say, what, what nice facilities we have around here. Do you have a, a favorite track uh, that you run? Uh, I don't <clears throat> I mean, I, I I really like Attica, and I really like Wayne County. So. Okay. Well, you won championships there, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and there's some tracks that people go to that they just can't get a handle on and just don't like, And but, you know, like I say, I've which, managed to run. Has there been any of those tracks for you, and if so, which uh, which track would that be? That, uh, that you really don't like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a couple that I don't like, but it's not because I don't don't necessarily run good there uh run good but uh uh there's really not any track that i've really struggled at you know i mean usually i get somewhere and you know get a couple times on it and we'll we'll get around there pretty good what are your thoughts on eldora well eldora for years had that deal i have a daughter and she can't get into pits and that's been a real deterrent for my family, you know, and, and I mean, I really would like to get back to Eldora and, and, and run there some, I've run there a couple of times, uh, but you know, not in a, like 2003, I think, or 2001 was the last time I was there. So it's been a long time. I understand. You're based, uh, in Ashland, Ohio. Yes. Yeah. About okay. 45 minutes from Attica and 45 minutes from Wayne County. That works out well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty centrally located. What uh, what other tracks did you get to uh, this past summer, or was it just those two? Mm, no, we went to uh, went to Atomic several times early in the year, and uh, we run second down there one night. Uh, I went to Midway for the Jim Dunn Memorial. Uh, went to Mansfield for for the races they had there. Wayne County, Attica. Uh, I think that might be um, Hilltop Millersburg. I went down there three or four times. So, any pl- any plans to go to Atomic this weekend? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I have my one cars could go, but you know, this late in the season, I'm rebuilding for next year, and it, it just uh, you know, with the weather, like it's been pouring. We've had three inches of rain here. Yeah. This today, and I don't know. They got to be getting rain down there, and I uh, sometimes you just got to say enough's enough. You know, it's it's November. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I take it then you're not going to do the hangover race at uh, Sandusky Speedway then. No, no, no. That's I try and talk everybody <laughs> that we talk to into uh, coming there just to give Ron uh, a run for his money. Yeah. Well, like I say, I don't know the <clears throat> the older I get, the the less I want to go out and. 30-degree weather and be out in the cold, you know. It doesn't seem to bother Ron. Well, he seems to be fine yeah. with it. My, my son was he's try- like 108. My, my kid was trying to talk me into going down to Atomic Race with him this weekend, and I told him I only race in the cold once a year. Once and, a year, and, yeah. and this weekend ain't it. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned uh, for- you mentioned you, you ran uh, Mansfield before they paved it, and then again uh, once it went back to dirt. uh how does it uh, compare to uh, be, you know when it was dirt before to how it is now? Is it similar? Well, is it a lot I, different? Well, they say it's the same track, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, that thing's just way faster than I remember, you know. And not that it's fast, but it's just the way it's configured. It, it's it's a hard place to pass on. Uh, it's just so fast. Now, when we were there for that dirt million, you know, it finally is after after they run. A couple hundred laps on it all night long. It finally got to where it got real racy, but it just, uh, they got to figure out a way to get that thing slowed down, you know. How do you do that? Is is it a track thing or is that a car thing? 
Well, definitely a track thing. I mean, okay. you know, you you know, like Eldora, they go out there and they can get that thing fourteen seconds, or they can get it worth seventeen seconds. You know, it's just it's just on how hard they have it packed, and you know, the place only runs a couple times a year, and I don't even think they have a, a real track prep crew. And uh, I mean, you know, they do a good job with what they got, but like you say, you know, <clears throat> any more of these promoters that they think that. You know, wide open racing is racing. It's not racing. You can't race when everybody's wide open, you know? Well, you uh, have it, to back, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You have to back off the gas and roll in the corner. And and when it's wet and heavy, everybody's wide open all the way around these tracks. And, you know, until it slows down, you don't see any passing, you know? So that's well, my, my opinion, you yeah, know? One thing we've uh, brought up on this program quite a bit, especially talking the late models, especially Ron, has been the aero package uh, with the late models, which... A lot of drivers have been saying that's the reason there's less side by side racing and more, you know, in a line racing uh, because the the cars are too fast and it has to do with maybe the arrow on it. I, I was telling Scott uh, that the the biggest thing you can do to screw up the handling on a dirt late model today is to knock the nose off of it. Oh yeah, and that might that's slow for it down. Sure. Well, it, you're definitely right, but I'm, I mean, it goes. You know, I keep telling my wife I'd like to turn back time and, and go back yeah. to 1995 when we had leaf spring cars. And, you know, it, it didn't matter if you had 900 horsepower. You couldn't do nothing with it because we couldn't get it on the ground. Right. Well, now they've with, with these $6,000 shock packages and, and the, all these engineers. And, you know, NASCAR, to me, has ruined, ruined dirt track late model racing. I mean, you know, they, they have down at the dirt track last week, they had 48 cars for 100,000 to win. You know, hell, I used to. Like the when I went to Eldora, there was two hundred and seventy two cars there, you know, and it it just it's gotten to the point where your average guy just can't he can't run anymore, you know. And I don't want to sit and whine about money, but you know, there's some things they could do. They could take, you know, make the cars narrower again, take some arrow off of them, make them where they can't travel as much. There's definitely stuff that these traveling series could do to make racing good again, but. They don't want to, you know. I've mentioned it to some of them. They don't want to hear it. We've talked. Know? We've talked about it on the show before. Uh, I think Bob Memmer would probably roll over in his grave if he had see if he could see what uh, a dirt late model has evolved to. You know, Bob was always about the little guy and and making things equal. And uh, you know, with, with the cars having as much downforce as they do, uh, it's it certainly yeah. changed the. It's changed the racing. Yeah, and like when I got into racing, you know, UMP was the front tires hung out, the noses weren't big, the cars were narrow, and, and you know, you had four tires to choose from, and, and none of them were extremely soft. And, and yeah, I mean, he, he definitely got racing going in the right direction back in those days. And, and like I say, now it's all about money. I mean, if you have a new product and you put money into these Lucas Oil World of Outlaw series, they're going to promote your product and it's going to be legal and run. And it's just a shame that it's come down to that. But I mean, I, I guess I'm like you, Ron, I'm kind of old school and, but maybe I'm really old school, but (laughs) that's another story. We're all going to just quit, you know? Yeah. You brought, I hope not. You, you brought up something that I was going to bounce off of, you, and I guess now's the right time. A friend of mine's out at the SEMA show, a show out in Las Vegas where they showcase all kinds of high-performance stuff. Uh, a set of connecting rods, carbon fiber. Uh, supposedly, they are extremely durable, and they're selling for the bargain price of $18,000 a set. <laughs> well, see, there you go, another... <laughs> Another thing that's, you know, like I say, when titanium rods come in there, that, that $6,000 a set or whatever, you know, that made the engines run better and quicker. And, yeah, but now, now the t- carbon fiber ones, you could buy three sets of titanium rods. Yeah. Uh, uh, where's it going to end? Yeah. Well, and as long as there's entrepreneurs out there and people that have businesses and want to make products and, and renovate stuff and, you know, be top of the line, I mean, you're going to always have this, but... There comes a point where, you know, that might be okay for drag racing, but I don't see where, you know, yeah, I mean, like I say, I've seen several of these people come out with these things. You know, if you put us on a hard tire and take some spoiler away from us and make them so the cars can't get five feet in the air, uh, I think right there would definitely make racing better and more affordable, you know. But So a, D, a D55 with uh, really short limit chains. Nah, yeah. 
That's that would I mean, and, and and they wonder why these cars keep getting flipping over upside down and stuff. And there the, you go. The and, well, because the cars are so soft on the right side, if you just hit a bump, they flip over. And, and the left uh, rear is so hiked up. Yeah, and, and, and so what their cure is is you know they want me to go out and buy a three thousand dollar seat. They already made me buy a thousand dollar fire bottle. Then they want me to buy an eight hundred dollar Hans device. That's not the problem. I mean, I've been racing for 28 years and been upside down in a couple crashes, and with my $300 seat, I've not had a problem. So, you know, to me, I think there's more injury with them full containment seats because your head's trapped in there and can't go nowhere. If you well, get and that's down, that's you know? something else I was going to bounce off of you. Uh, I've had some cases this summer where we were on a really rough racetrack, and I've come off the track with a splitting headache from bouncing my head off the, the head restraints that simply don't move. Uh, I, 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 I bought a full containment seat at the beginning of the year before. I run the thing four, three or four times, and I, I simply I, I couldn't, I couldn't run it. So I took it out and sold it. Well, then last year I bought another one, and... I just, I'm 5'8", 220 pounds, and just the way I'm built, standard stuff don't fit me. So, like I said, I just can't get comfortable with them seats because they're too narrow around my shoulders. And if I get them big enough there, I'm, I'm just slopping around in the, in the waist. And But, uh, yeah, that, I, so what I have done is I went and bought some aftermarket add-on stuff to make my seat legal for, for what it was last year. But now next year, they, they're coming out with this new mandate that i won't be able to run lucas oil after three races which you know i guess i guess they don't want me to run with them i guess i won't you know i I guess they've sent the message haven't they yeah we don't want you wow let them run the series with 12 cars and that's you know like you say it's just you know 77 cars at eldor for the world 187 whatever you know something like that it's just uh, if somebody can't sit down and see what's going on here, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess as long as you still get all the stand, the fans in the stands, you know, but I just read where Eldora up their package. I don't know. It's like a hundred more dollars for, for tickets up there for the big shows. And, and you know, and then they've took and added 125,000 to win the dream, but the total purse only went up, uh, uh, Twenty-eight thousand dollars. So, in other words, they're taking. You know, they're they're taking. No, it only went up three thousand dollars. So, so they're going to be paying less money to the guy in the back again. You it, know, it's a Dolly Parton payoff. Yeah, yeah. Top heavy. I, I got that. You know, and- <laughs> there, there you go, Scott. <laughs> you've, you've been educated today. Thanks. So, I- yeah, like you say, I, I wish I could almost be like an innovator in this sport and come out and say, okay. Let's forget about Lucas Oil, World of Outlaws, and some of these guys, and let's go back and run our cars that we had three years ago, and just run a late. Just let's be late models. We don't have to be super late models. You know what I mean? It's just you know everybody like I say now all the cars are custom built, got a special tubing, and you know not saying that the other stuff wasn't compatible or competitive, but they they've just like I say you know run the price of a car up to $40,000 and you know I don't there, there's some stuff in the racing that I just wish we could almost come up with a like a claimer deal say okay you're going to build a car for $20,000 and let's go race it you know what would That's you do idea. what would you do to slow the cars down Ryan I, I I've got my own opinion but let let's see what Ryan Markham would say uh to slow the cars down and and make the racing better yeah well first of all I mean let's put a $100 shock on the car and then, then we'll take and we're going to put 455s on the car, or yep. M40s. I don't care, either one. Uh, then we're going to take the, the, uh, we're going to take that shock behind the axle tube and say, no more of that. We're going to put that in front of the axle tube because that takes, that takes your traction away. Just doing those things right there would make racing racing again, you know, in you th- my opinion. Do you think if uh, somebody came up with, you know, those kind of rules, maybe just going back uh, and, you know, created a series with with that kind of rules do you think that you know assuming it had a decent payout for it uh, that that might work competing against lucas oil or these other ones well well because now when you have like wayne county last year had a world of outlaw race and there was like four regulars there because we're the only ones that were legal enough that had a fuel cell a fire bottle a seed a hans device that that could race now there's 
there's 20 guys that race there on any given night where they were at home because they, they couldn't race, you know? So, uh, yeah, there's definitely something that could be done, you know, because like I say, people aren't going to these races, you know? And I, like I say, I don't know if, if people would say, well, you know, a couple of years ago, Wayne County tried to run a crate class. So I bought a crate motor and I put it in a 2010 race car and I went over there and won a lot of races and, you know, thought we were going to eliminate late models and then just run the crates for a thousand to win every night, you know? Because you could run them cars on, on, on pump gas. Sure. You buy a set of tires and they last, you know, I, I run the same tires all year, you know? And, uh, I was winning races like that. And then, but I couldn't, we couldn't get, we couldn't get anybody. 90% of the guys that could not afford to race late model wouldn't go to crates. Fremont so has, just, Fremont Speedway has the last. same issue. Pardon me? I say Fremont Speedway has the same issue. Uh, you know, 12, maybe 15 cars would be a, a spectacular night for them, car count wise. Uh, yeah. and, and it's, it's the rules that you're talking about. It's you know, maybe a $200 per shock, uh, but they're on uh, D55 LM40s for tires, uh, and are, they've got a crate motor, and it's very reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, and, and they can't get cars. And yeah. the, but, the well, know, but the fans are starting to accept them. You know, the yeah. fans kind of like them, but... Going back to to the traveling series, the you know the World of Outlaws or, or Lucas. the Lucas Oil uh, series, you know when those come to your local track, the fans, at least what I think, you know they like they want to see their local guys racing against these national guys and see how they stack up. But uh, yeah. you know, as opposed to saying you know, only four of our local guys show, I mean it's cool to see the national guys, but you know I guess they need to come up with some way to make it so that everybody can race. Right. Well, and that's the thing that, I mean, I got a call from Steve Francis. He's the tech director for Lucas Oil. And, right. You know, he called me when when they were going to run that deal at Mansfield and Muskingum County and Sharon and Port Smith. He's, you know, he's like contacted me and he's like, hey, you know, we want to make sure you come to these races, this, that, and the other. And, you know, but it's, it's one of them deals where I went to Mansfield and I got a flat tire in the heat race. So I had to run to B Main. So I come from. I don't know, deep back in, in the B up to fifth, and it took four cars to the feature. So I got a whopping $100. It cost me $125 entry fee and $40 pit passes for me and my crew, and I walk out of there with $100. So that made the determinant factor that I wasn't going to go to Portsmouth the next night. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I just went over to Wayne County and run a regular night and, you know, run top two or three and and you know get you know five hundred seven hundred dollars at the end of the night you you were better off yeah yeah and and even if you do you know make one of them races i mean a, a guy like me that is is real competitive in the regional area but when i run with those guys i'm 18th place car you know and and it just it's kind of frustrating as myself, and my wife asked me, why do you go to them races, you know? And it's just, you know, you just want to stack yourself up against the good, you know, the big guys and, and see how you come out. But with the with the technology and, and the horsepower and, and everything that they have, you know, it just, you can't run with those guys anymore, being a guy like me. It just, it just don't happen. Let's, uh, let's switch gears and, and go back again uh, to your championship season uh, at, uh, you know, Wayne County and Attica Raceway Park. Do you have a particular night that stands out uh, from this past season, you know, for, for one reason or another, more than any of the other nights? Uh, well, I only won one night at uh, Attica this year. I've been averaging three races a year about the last four years. But, uh, like I say, it's not that, you know, I sat down one night and I put, I averaged my, my starting position, and I was starting 11.2. No, that that's that's tough. On twelve, yeah. you know, and, and on, when you redraw, and it's like, you know, you show up at a race and you start tail the heat race. It's hammered down mud. You can't pass, and you have to run to B main. Then you come past four or five cars in the B, start eighteenth in the feature, run your way all the way up to fourth or fifth in the feature. So, I mean, I had a lot of adversity this year with starting positions early in the year. But, so, uh, so you worked for that championship at Attica. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I passed a lot of cars this year. And, uh, you know, the particular night that I won, I had come up and Steve Kester was leading. And I come up and passed him. And then I was leading. And then there was a lap car I come up on. It was a crate car. Actually, a good buddy of mine. I had dinner with him last night. And we went in a corner and he got a big push. And I had to get on the brakes, keep from running into him. And then Steve got back by me. And then I got up on the wheel there and made a pass with just a couple laps to go and, and won that race. And that's kind of the one that stands out this year to kind of my only win at Attica was definitely a hard earned one, that's for sure. Do you have uh, any particular drivers you like uh, racing hard with? No. Any anybody uh, that anybody in particular you don't like to be around? <laughs> oh yeah, there's a couple of them. That's for sure. <laughs> this seems like uh, I get run into a lot, you know, but okay. that's just how it goes. Uh, plans for uh, for next season? Uh, you're gonna go for the point? I guess we didn't also point out you also won the. Uh, Attica and uh, Wayne County Speedway have uh, their own little series too. You were also uh, won that yeah. this past year uh, too. As of right now, like I don't know, I've been getting all kinds of calls. People think I'm retiring or quitting because I put I have two cars and three engines, and I, I I put everything I have for sale on the internet, trying to sell at least a car and an engine to kind of regroup and and get back. And it doesn't matter to me which car I sell. I just I need to sell a car and an engine, try to you know, get back back on my feet again. But, uh, I, you know, the thing about Attica is my wife works two minutes from my race shop, and she gets off work at 5 o'clock every Friday night. So we don't leave until 10 after 5 to go to Attica. Now, there's no other place I can ever even possibly think about going to race on a Friday night and, and, and not have my wife leave early for work, you know. So it's just the way they run their program up there, you know, it's just, I, I got to go to Attica about every week because that's just so about the only thing we can do. But on the same token, it, it, it's top-notch facility, so it, it's not a bad place to have to go. You know, you don't mind being there. <laughs> no, huh? So, but, so uh, like I say, I, at this point, I'm probably just going to. Uh, I, I told my wife back in 2014 that I was going to try to slow down, not race two nights a week, and, and from <laughs> April all the way to October, and. uh I said, well, unless I win 10 races or something, well, I went out and won 14 races that year. So <laughs> we just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, racing has taken a big toll on my family. Uh, I mean, nobody understands what wife of a racer has to put up with and being gone. They're, they're a single parent, you know. And, uh, you know, my, she's running my daughter to softball practice and uh, basketball practice and doing this. And I'm at the race shop and then and, and, and I slip away, come and watch for her games and go back and, so I don't know. It's it, there's not a whole lot that I haven't accomplished in this sport. So I don't know. There's going to be a time where I'm going to have to slow down a little bit, you know. Okay. So before we let you go, uh, obviously there's some sponsors that you need to talk about. Uh, oh don't, yeah. Don't want to shortchange them. Yeah. Well, you know, we picked the uh, AccuForce Shock Dyno and uh, Shock Service. They're one of big supporters of me and I've been friends with Keith Burner for years and years and like I said he kind of keeps me keeps me going good and keeping all my stuff fresh and ready to go and then we got Elite Auto Care they come on board with me this year I got a, a new crew member there in the middle of 2017 and uh, he's actually brought on some sponsors with him so we got Elite Auto Care I got Weiss King uh, Motorsports H&T Demolition Harriger Towing uh, Hoosier Tire High Torg uh, Racing, uh, B&B Drain Service. They're out of Mansfield. They come on there. They're a big supporter of uh, some sprint car racing at Attica as well. So kind of glad they come and help out a late model too. So those are pretty much the people. Give me a hand. Sounds like a pretty good crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope uh, maybe uh, if you get a Saturday night off from uh, Wayne County, maybe you can shoot out toward uh, Oakshade Raceway sometime next summer. So we can get a yeah, chance to watch a race. I've been wanting to get up there. It's been a while. I mean, that place is real similar to Attica. I, I mean, I know I'd run good up there, but it just seems like uh, whenever Wayne County is not running, then Oakshade's still on, and then here we get a big rainstorm. And say, like, ah, man, almost three hours is a long ways to go to get <laughs> rained out, you know. So. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely can understand that. Well, we appreciate the time. Brian Markham, again, a champion at Wayne County Speedway, Attica Raceway Park, and the Attica Wayne County uh, Series as well. So a very successful 2018 season for you. Uh, it, whatever you plan on doing next year, we, we, we wish you luck. I guess it sounds like we'll probably be able to see you at Attica at least. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you uh, for giving us the time. to get to Ryan, great you. talking with you, buddy. Yep. Thank you very much. You guys have a good evening. All thank right, you. you, too. Ryan Markham there on the phone, late model driver, champion at uh, Oakshade in Wayne County. And a good sure. racer. And like I said early on in, in our discussion with him, uh, I, I really appreciate the fact that he doesn't fix the issue by throwing a lot of money at him. He's he's a good racer uh, and takes care of his equipment, but doesn't spend money foolishly. I like that. I spend money foolishly. Not a lot of it, but I, whatever I do spend, it's foolish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some, uh, some uh, other news here before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, the 2019 Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series schedule has been unveiled. You aware of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I figured as much. Uh, they have uh, just 65 events across 37 tracks in only. 22 different states. Only That's 30. It. Yeah, only 65. Only 65. Shows. Uh, they got some new tracks uh, that'll be uh, joining the tour uh, this season, a couple of them in Ohio. Uh, Coco, well, I guess Kokomo's not in Ohio, but it's close. Nearly. It's Indiana. Uh, Raceway 7 over uh, near the Pennsylvania line. That's in Ohio. Right. Um, the, also, the Freedom 50 will be back at Mansfield on July 6th. And, of course, the Dirt Million at uh, Mansfield on the 22nd through the 24th of August. Uh, that would be the uh, closest to the Toledo area that the uh, Lucas Oil Series will be. Oh, darn. As far as we know. Other tracks have not released their schedule, and things usually change, change. during the off season. So... Uh, we're talking about that track uh, across the border. South Buxton Raceway has uh, changed ownership, from what I hear. I got the inside scoop from uh, from Dave Kemmer here. Really? Uh, apparently, the new owner he thought that they were going to close the track initially, but that was a misunderstanding. And, and that's it's a nice track, it really is. But uh, uh, the new owner, and I not I don't have any other details other than he wants to change the configuration of the track. I guess apparently it's a D-shaped track. I've never been there myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's a D-shaped track in its current configuration, and I'm not sure what the new owner exactly wants to do, but uh, that uh, could be happening. Probably wants to run clockwise instead of counterclockwise. Don't they do that in Australia? No, they sir. They should because it's south of the equator and the water goes the other way down yeah. there, right? No, they do pretty much I everything know. that I've, we do. Was, we, we've discussed yes, that. I know. Jerk. <laughs> like Australian pursuit races or Not know, Australia or American pursuit races. Yeah, uh, Kyle Lar- Larson uh, Racing has hired uh, California's Carson Macedo for the uh, ni- or 2019 uh, World of Outlaw season. He finished sprint cars. Uh, sprint cars, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a – I should, probably should have pointed that out, yeah. Uh, he finished second in the All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, points this past season. And uh, he's actually going to pilot a second Kyle Larson uh, racing entry this weekend at the World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte. So he'll be getting a little World of Outlaws experience uh, before he goes full-time next year. Good racer, too. I've, I've watched uh, quite a few of his races on uh, MAV TV, and uh, he does a good job. And he replaces uh, Shane Stewart, who has uh, been there since uh, 2015. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's go into the, the Martinsville thing. Joey Logano, he won uh, at Martinsville after a bump and run in the final corner on Martin Truex Jr., who did not appreciate it very much. Shame. Uh, he called the uh, move a cheap shot. Not. Roger Penske disagreed. I, I, and, Ron, I agree Ron with, Miller. And, and I agree with Roger. Ron, Mi- or Ron Miller. Uh, NASCAR was fine <laughs> with it as well. Uh, Truex said after the race, quote, and he might want to work bleep, on his grammar. Bleep, no, bleep. well. This quote, there's no bleeps. Oh. The quote is, uh, he ain't going to win the championship, promise. I'm just not going to. I'm going to win it. Whatever. Okay. You remember a few years ago with uh, Matt Kenseth and, and Logano had a little deal at, uh, I think it was at Kansas. 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 Yeah. And uh, Kansas got him back at Martinsville a few years ago and yeah. basically took him out while he was leading. Do you think so, something like so, that so may how, happen how with much, Truex? How much did you watch of the Martinsville? I race? just saw the very last lap. I saw Martin. Or I saw Truex pass 
Logano. No, no did you Lugano. see? I did not see his pass, so I don't know okay. if he bumped him at and, all. Or not. And he bumped him considerably he? for three. From what I read, though, everybody's saying laps. everybody's saying that he's like the Mark Martin, who was my favorite NASCAR driver when I used to watch NASCAR on a regular basis. That, True, you're that, talking Truex? That Truex is like uh, Mark Martin, yeah, as yeah. far as a no, real I, clean I, driver and doesn't like, bump people no, out of the way. No, I, I like Martin Truex, but he was definitely using up uh, Logano's. I saw the he, hit, was, and I didn't think up, it was that. He was using up Logano's rear bumper. It's, it's um, what I expect now at Martinsville anymore. Well, and it's it's the only way you can pass at a race NASCAR race anymore. Well, he got by. Yeah, but anyway, uh, after Logano... Gave him a little gentle nudge, and, and Truex did slide up the racetrack. It looked to me as though uh, Truex may have checked up significantly to hold the car tight on the bottom. Going and into three and going four. Going into three and four and make Logano go to the top, and that didn't happen. So uh, anyway, there was that little bump. and I just uh, don't, I don't, I'm not a Logano fan. I don't like him at all. But, but, I, a, I, but, but after they were side-by-side, side, kind of drag racing to the checker, uh, Truex car was turned hard left, and he was completely on the loud pedal. I think it turned left because he was completely on the loud pedal. Uh, whatever. I believe he was trying to wreck Logano as much well, as yeah. Logano was trying to push him up out of the way. It was racing to the finish. Absolutely. And it was a race And that's to the what finish. NASCAR wants. Yeah. And the fans like And it creates controversy. And, and, people, and people like us talk about it. And people don't like Joey Logano. I don't but, like but, him. But that's okay. You know, they didn't like Daryl Waltrip, like, but like, now he's a superstar. Every time I see those cartoons of, like, uh, Beavis and Butthead with uh, Logano and, and uh, who's his teammate? The two car. I can't think of it. Uh, Keselowski. Local, with, with, local with, racer Dungan. With their head, yeah. heads on there, yeah. Well, he's from my hometown up in Rochester Hills. Yeah. I just can't. It doesn't you got to like him. No, I don't. I don't have to it's, like it's, him it's, at all. It's a great racing family, you I don't know. I like either of them. And I like Penske, but he's whatever. So anyways, yeah. So that that happened and I guess uh I like Roger Penske too and I'd be thrilled if he sent me a set of shock absorbers. I'm sure he's listening right now and he's, well, he's, some, he's somebody will tell he's him. Boxing him up right now. We're getting I, I, ready to sell well, him. Well, he'll ship he'll it send out. he'll send a memo off to his guys and say, "Hey, that Miller guy send him some shocks." Denny, uh, Denny Hamlin had an interesting quote after uh, the weekend there that uh, he says short tracks is the fix for next NASCAR. And I, th- I thoroughly agree. He says, quote, you take aerodynamics out of the way. And this Ooh, is kind of like we go what again. we're talking with the late models. Uh, let me start that over. You take aerodynamics out of the way, you get back to old school racing. Huh, imagine that. I guess it applies to late models too. Straight across the board. Okay. Uh, this weekend, the uh, all three... Uh, the uh, top NASCAR series are at uh, Texas Motor Speedway, uh, the Monster Energy Cup Series, Sunday at 3 o'clock on NBCSN. One other thing I wanted to bring up, track safety. We kind of touched on it last week as far as, like, track configurations, sure. catch fences, uh, you know, everything like that. Do you think the local tracks are doing what they need to do, and who really polices that? Nobody. Who needs to police it? Well, obviously, the sanctioning bodies are telling the drivers what they need to do to be safe. But But do they mandate uh, anything for the track configuration? But the the World Racing Group and Lucas Oil, I don't believe they go around to the racetracks, have one dedicated track safety inspector. I don't think they do that. So the the track doesn't need to be to pass any kind of safety inspection before they'll I'll, you know nothing say, that I've nothing it's pretty much I've, here we're going to give you a lot of money you come race at our track and they're like okay nothing that I've ever heard of okay. you know tracks still have open ended walls and exits and and that's hurt a lot of racers this year it's killed a couple yeah absolutely Some that, of the, that that's a real severe hurt yeah I guess yeah so I think that's kind of why that's that's there and some of the tracks don't have real good catch fences. Uh, uh, get, what is the safest configuration for a track without a wall at all? It's It does a lot less damage to the race car, that's for sure. Open ends on the racetrack uh, are a good thing. You know, Like what Oakshade has where there's no wall, so there's no end right, of a wall right, you're going right. to hit. Unless you're in the pits and you're driving through. Right, right. Um, if you look at uh, Millstream, uh, where you enter the track, you come on... There's no end of a wall you're going to right, hit. It's, right. If you hit it, you're, you're going to get... You're going onto the track almost parallel to the backstretch wall. So but they no, do have the openings on the inside. Yeah, and, and those are an issue. Yeah. Those are definitely an issue. Uh, Eldora still has those, and I guess they're addressing that. 
uh, before next season. Those will those will change. And there's some tracks with only a front stretch wall, right? Which seems to be kind of a safe thing, I would think. Yeah, yeah. maybe. As long as the pits aren't back there, yeah. <laughs> so I and I guess only the racers would be the ones that uh, could really police that by just saying, "All right, I'm not going to race here. This isn't safe." Right? Do you know that that. Uh, piece of paper that you sign uh says that if you find but in new york it doesn't matter it probably doesn't matter anywhere <laughs> if it comes to court but um it says that if you find something that you feel is not safe it's your responsibility to bring it up to the management and if they can't correct it it's your responsibility to leave okay so but nobody's going to leave because we right. don't want to race because we're so. racers yeah so so I don't know what the answer to that is. I guess it's uh, really it's up to the uh, tracks insurance companies. I guess right. Right. Because if they don't have insurance, then you can't really they can't really hold races. Uh, I and I would imagine insurance companies do have some sway over the racetracks, but I've raced at some pretty crazy racetracks. And uh, what's the what's the scariest place you've ever raced at? If you can say. Oh. It. Every every track you go to, there there's something that's just. What is the racing. most concerning safety issue of any racetrack that you've ever seen? Blunt end your, walls. Any particular track in 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 particular? Yeah, just blunt end walls. What about uh, the tractor tires? I don't like tractor tires. Didn't you and, hit and, one? And they're the, oh, everybody has. You know, uh, tractor tires are bad, but then when they fill them full of concrete, they're really oh, really geez. bad. Yeah, but they're rubber on the outside, so they're nice and soft. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I like inside walls. The only problem with an inside wall is that it uh, limits you got to have openings. It, it li- well, not only that, but it limits your vision um, in a corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, that's you can't when I, see. You I almost ran over Tony Stewart because of that at Millstream. Right. Well, he's on his four-wheeler going the wrong way, and we're running the track, and at the bottom went into turn three and you're kind of blind to the inside of the track right but back to your implement tires that's just one more thing that could jump out and get you if you've got an inside wall um at least it's relatively concentric or you could have big dirt mounds uh, around the uh, light poles how well does that work I've seen uh, people kind of jump it, so we, we've seen. I would think that you'd learn after hitting it, but it, there, I saw a lot of people, especially uh, that one at Oakshade off of uh, Turn 2, where the people are coming off real low, and, and you clip I it. think it kind of shaved the side of that mound right, away over right. the season, too, but uh, I wouldn't think that's good for your car. No. It'd probably get your attention, because I saw air on quite a few cars doing that. Yeah. But, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they need a, a safety inspector for, you know, to do the tracks other than just taking the money as far as the, the series that come there. Well, and I, I think Ryan Markham, when we were talking to him, uh, alluded to that because they keep throwing more and more safety. At the car, at the drivers. Requirements at, at the race cars. And, but the and, tracks aren't you know, keeping when, up when with you're that putting 10 level. grand in, into safety equipment and then you do it two, sometimes for three race cars. Um, and we're not picking any tracks. Or no, absolutely not. You know, we're just in general, because we don't want to pick on anybody. No, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with our Saturday night home. Okay. I'm all right with it. Yeah, it's all good. Of course, yeah. I don't run into the tires too often. Where you enter the racetrack, um, works very well. There is. Uh, a guardrail there that is not an abrupt end. And you have a lot of runoff area, right. too, which which I think helps. Yep. So. All right. Let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. Uh, Atomic Speedway mentioned the Trick or Treat 30s. Late models, 2,500 to win. Maybe if there's not many cars there. Not, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Steve's got a good shot if not many cars are there. He, he could have a good shot if there's a lot of cars he could. there, too. Yeah. Uh, has he run there before? Yeah, he went down there their very first race this year. How'd he do? Uh, I don't even remember. I know there were no hot laps. You pull out on the track and qualify, and that's it. Hey, that happened at Oakshade, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a surprise. <laughs> surprise! Uh, Modifieds will also be in action, 1,200 to win. I wonder if uh, Roman will be down there for that. Well, I don't know. Hmm. Sport mods, 500 to win. Gates open at noon, and uh, racing, or hot laps actually will begin at 3. 
and I'm guessing racing is shortly after that. Uh, general mission tickets, 12 bucks. So beyond that, we just have some uh, banquets coming up tomorrow no, night. Molar Raceway on the 10th. Oh, I missed it. Well, that's, a, that's next. That's a week. That's a week away, but... Uh, uh, southeast of Columbus. Okay. Hmm. Let's look into that one. Uh, some banquets around here. Flat Rock Toledo Speedway banquet coming up uh, tomorrow night at the Crystal Gardens in Southgate, Michigan. Doors open at six thirty. Dinner is at seven. Uh, Attica Raceway Parks awards banquets coming up on Saturday, November tenth at the Fairgrounds uh, Reception Hall. That's the Attica Fairgrounds Reception Hall. Uh, doors open at 4.30, dinner at 5, uh, and uh, then Oakshade Raceway's uh, banquet's coming up December 1st. That's a good so, deal. It really is. It's, it's a fun night. That's that's how you know the season's over, other than obviously not racing every Saturday or Friday or whatever. So Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, I dropped it. So uh, that's it for this week's show. It as is. As far as I know. No, uh, we don't have a, a Ryan Weekman uh, weather, weekend weather racing forecast. Because there's not much racing as close. Well, he doesn't really do the forecast for Chillicothe. So I feel like I'm asking too much of him to forecast outside of his comfort, comfort zone. zone. Yes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get that back uh, in March probably when racing kicks back up. Maybe we'll get one for the uh, hangover race. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, because uh, it wouldn't be for the race so much as it would be for the fans because the race will go on no matter what uh, the weather fans is. Unless how, it's negative 20 degrees And the again. fans know how to dress then. Yeah. Uh, Good thought. I probably could do that and forecast myself. It's going to be cold. It's nice. No, I, we, Chris, we, we've, had, we've had 50 degrees, though. That's true. There has you, been that. Yeah. That's not fun because you can't throw snowballs. I like the cold. Yeah, okay. And snow. we got to have some snow before, just a little bit on, you know. So, so do you like the snowballs there. when you've got a race car there? I don't have the shielding that you have in your vehicle. But, no, I was not very fond of the snowballs. No. But it's fun when you're in the stands. It's a lot more fun that way. You're sick. You really are. Yeah. Well, you just throw it at the per- people that, uh, you know, you know, you, sp- you keep spinning. There was the one guy who kept spinning out. He deserved it. He deserved to be. He really did. Snowballs. I don't remember who that was, but, uh, yeah. I think so. he was their track champion in whatever division. Oops. Uh, once again, uh, Christmas coming up. Get your Christmas gifts from Ron Miller Race Cars. Nothing says Merry Christmas like a set of race car tires under the tree. There you go. Uh, 734-856-7223. Any uh, special deals going on? Nothing right now. Got a lot of cars in the shop? A uh, couple in there. More more on the way. So, yes. I don't have my truck, so I can't get mine there yet. No, that's okay. We'll take care of you. <laughs> You gonna come pick it up? Do you no. do, do you have a delivery service? You wouldn't want to pay the price, no, but okay. sure. There you go. Ron Miller delivery service. Give them a call. Find out how much that'll cost. Yeah, seven three four eight five six seven two two three. Uh race cars, parts, safety equipment, gift cards if you don't know what to get uh that racer for Christmas. If you don't card. know what to give him, he'll know. Or she. Chassis too. Yeah. Did you get that chassis uh, built yet? We're we're getting started on it. Okay. Material showed up today. Jeff Folks was around, gave us a little bit of information on what he wants. So, yep. So if I give you some information on what I want, you could... Uh, I could build ahead. a car for you, Scott. Plenty of time. Yes. That's it. I'm just lacking that stuff. Uh, visit HammerdownRacerReport.com. You can uh, purchase official apparel. Uh, check out the sponsorship information as well. And uh, links to our iHeart uh, Radio page and our facebook page and yeah uh, yeah that's it I don't, I don't i don't have anything planned for next week yet i'm gonna have to figure out what we're gonna do next week if you have any suggestions uh that you'd like to uh for us to have on the show uh feel free to send us a message on our facebook page or otherwise we'll just re- replay one of one of our old ones no we're not gonna do that they'd never know they might yeah if well. we talk about oh are you gonna race at this track this weekend they'll be like what the hell are you talking about is November. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I have to do some heavy editing there. <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> to catch us. a short show. Catch us on iHeartRadio. Um, even if you already listened to us uh, live on Facebook, listen to us there, too. It helps. It's all good. And thanks to, for uh, giving a, us over 1,000 uh, likes on uh, Facebook here, too. 
think we're nicely over a thousand. We are. I was uh, just going to pull up exactly where we are. I just turned off our video. Facebook loads up so slow for me. There it is. We are at. Come on, Scott. One hundred ninety-three thousand. What? No. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. <laughs> There's 193,000-something on here. We're going to cash in on that one, buddy. No, oh, I think that's a different page. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, somehow I'm not even... Oh, I'm on... Never mind. I got off of uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report. All right. 1,018. Well, there we that's go. pretty We're good. good. Thank you all for liking us. and uh, Bring a friend to your local track this weekend. Uh, that would be Atomic uh, Speedway. Right. We'll see you all next week. Same time, same place. 7 o'clock Thursday. Have a good week. Stay dry. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.